The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark in the sixth chapter. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass them, to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on, on the sea, they thought that it was a ghost, and they cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he came, in villages, cities, or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Against the wind. It's one of my favorite Bob Seger songs. You all know I'm a big Bob Seger fan and, and, and against the wind. And the chorus goes like, Against the wind, we were running against the wind. We were young and strong. We were running against the wind. We've all been there at some point in our lives where we had to do things the hard way, right? And we were running against the wind. And we know what that's like, and we know the trouble it can get us into and and how much more difficult life is when we're running against the wind. But in the gospel lesson today, they weren't running against the wind. They were rowing, but the wind, it said, the wind was against them. Leading up to this, we've had, if you'll remember, three weeks ago or whatever, we had the story about how Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. And they were out in the towns and, and ministering and healing and doing whatever, and then they came back to report to Jesus what had happened. But they were getting swamped. With, with people and coming that, that needed help, that wanted help. And, and they were getting worn out, so they wanted to get away by themselves. So they got in a boat, they went somewhere else by themselves, and the people got there ahead of them. And you got this big crowd of people. And so last week we had a story about Jesus feeding the 5,000. So they fed the 5,000. It's another hard day's work for the disciples. They distributed the food. They took up the leftovers. Okay, so it was busy. So now... When that was done is today's gospel lesson. It says, immediately, Jesus sent his disciples to go across the lake. And then he went by himself somewhere to pray up in the mountainside. So finally, they're going to get a little rest. Not. The disciples are out on, on the Sea of Galilee, and they're rowing across, but the wind's against them. All right, they're already tired. They're already worn out. They're getting away to get some rest, and now they're rowing like crazy because the wind's blowing against them, and they're not making a whole lot of progress. They can't stop rowing, 
because if they do, then the boat will be adrift. And so they're struggling. They're probably complaining. They're probably saying, I don't understand this. Where is Jesus when we need him? And then here comes walking on the water, and they thought he was a ghost. The belief in those days was that the Sea of Galilee, because on the other side of the Sea of Galilee were pagan lands, they thought the Sea of Galilee was where ghosts and demons and stuff lived. And whenever a storm came up, it was them coming after him. So when they saw Jesus, it was natural to think he was a ghost. So immediately he says, he's, no, it's me. It's okay, don't be afraid. So he gets in the boat, and the wind stops. Okay, that doesn't happen on the Sea of Galilee. Okay, he gets in the boat, and the wind stops. So when Jesus shows up, things are okay. Things get calm. The wind's not against them anymore. So they finally get to the other side of the lake, and what happens? They start getting swamped with people again. There's, the people know that he's there, and wherever he goes, they're all showing up, and they're all showing up bringing their sick ones because they had heard the story about the woman that had the 12-year hemorrhage and how she touched his robe, and she was healed. And now it says what? They just, if we can just touch his robe, we'll be okay. They wanted to touch Jesus. They wanted to be close. And so here they get out of the boat and... <coughs> And all these people who were living lives with the wind against them, okay, the wind was coming against them in various ways or whatever, but they're all struggling, they're sick, they're hurting, they're, they're desperate, and they come to Jesus because they want some calm and they want some peace. And it said all those who, were, who touched his robe were healed. The wind stopped and there was calm and peace and celebration in their lives. Probably astounded like it said the disciples were when the, when the wind died on the Sea of Galilee. <clears throat> and so now we come down to you and me. Some of us, we either have or maybe are running against the wind. Okay? And maybe we have days where we run against the wind or we have periods in our life, but we all know what that's like. But for all of us, at some point, whether it's now or whether it has been some other time, have had the wind against us. And we know what it's like. We know what it's like to, ha like to have to struggle, to have to face hardships in life, difficult times, and loss of loved ones, and, and illnesses, and all kinds of things. And it's like the wind is against us. And all we really want is some calm. We want some peace. And we know that we can get that through Jesus. The wind might not stop right away, but it's going to stop. And Jesus is going to be there. And the worst wind, the worst wind that we have coming against us is the one that Satan brings. Because he wants to destroy us. And he wants to, wants to with whatever wind he uses to push us away from God and to drive a wedge between us and God and Jesus is the one that comes and calms that wind I think it's interesting that uh, in the story of Noah when God makes the covenant to 
never do again what he did at that time. We may do it to ourselves, but God says, I'm not going to ever do that again. And it says he put his bow in the sky. We call it a rainbow, okay? He just called it a bow. Actually, the word is a war bow. Because back in those days, when, when two nations or two opposing armies made a treaty, they would get together, they would make the covenant, the treaty, and the two leaders would lay their bows down as a symbol of non-aggression, as a symbol of the peace that was going to exist. So God says, I'm going to put my bow in the sky. Okay, it's a sign for us, you know, and it's a rainbow and it's beautiful and all that kind of stuff. But why, God said why he was doing it. He says, I'm putting it there to remind me. It's like a sticky note on the fridge. I'm putting the bow in the sky to remind me about my covenant to never do again what I just did. And I'll bet you at any given time there are thousands of rainbows every day around this globe. And those are God's sticky notes, God's reminders to never do that again. And there's another one. Uh, probably some of you have crosses around your neck, or you may have cross earrings, or you may have cross rings, or you know whatever. That's a symbol for us of what Christ did for us. But I think that's another one of God's sticky notes. When we baptized Mercedes this morning, we put the sign of the cross on her forehead. When we do, when I pronounce forgiveness of sins, I do the cross. And some of you are comfortable, you know, when we do the, in the name of the Father, to cross yourselves as a way of reminding yourself that you're covered by the cross. But it's also a sticky note for God because when he looks at you, he sees the cross of Christ. If you have Christ in your heart, he sees the cross of Christ on you. And that's his reminder that there will be no eternal death for you because of that cross, because of what Christ did on that cross. So I'm going to leave you with a little doxology that Paul ended um, that reading that we had with. It says, <clears throat> Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And remember what the lesson said, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. No matter what kind of wind that's coming against you, and no matter how big that wind may seem, the love of Christ is bigger than that.